On today's episode of DevTalk, I speak to Stefania Popovska about application branding using Azure DevOps. Welcome to episode 24 of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Stefania Popovska, all the way from North Macedonia. Hello, Stefania. Hello, Kerry. How are you? Good. Uh, thank you for being my guest today. We met a few weeks ago at the Xamarin Expert Day, where I was an organizer for the conference, and you were one of the speakers. And um, when you signed up for presenting, I had to look up on the map where you're coming from. You're from Skopje, and uh, is software development a big thing there, or is it on the rise, or is it like like just a few people there? <laughs> That's nice. The thing is that here, number of developers is increasing daily. So actually, maybe it was not popular ago, and but we have many developers coming daily. So by, by day by day, we have uh, more and more developers getting interested in this uh, field. So hopefully you will have more speakers from here as well. Yeah, I'm look, looking forward to that. Uh, and your your talk was was well received at Expert Day, and I I only saw the last five minutes, but it was very interesting. I thought. Uh, sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think we have a recording. So. Yeah, yeah, there is a recording for that, but I'm still thinking if if I if I wanted to get that published. So. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll see. Yeah, but uh, I, that's the the good thing about being the organizer. <laughs> that I have access to the recording, but we have we have uh, my company has offices in Belgrade and Sofia, which are both not that far away in in global terms from where you are. Um, and do you think you're um, at, at that level of those neighboring countries already, or or past that level, or is it is it just getting started still? No, I think that we are quite uh, similar, and yeah, those countries are. Okay to here where we live and I think that we have uh, many great developers working here and as well as have developers that are working for those countries and also there are developers from abroad working for this country so I think that level of um, of education so level of knowing in in this field is like similar to to other countries and not mm -hmm. just our neighbors but as well as to to other countries in the world. Okay, well that's that's good to hear. I I was like it when when the, the the software development just just succeeds in other places and and places you you don't associate with that that are are becoming like like in, in you see that uh, Microsoft opening offices in Africa and things like that. I, I think that's really great. <laughs> yeah, probably it's a small country. So that's why you don't have, um, so that's why there are not many developers because I don't know, maybe 2 million people. So okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, the number will be smaller for sure. Yeah. You wanted to talk today about application branding um, and an application, I think you meant mobile apps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Branding is something that's in general, but today I would like to speak about mobile application branding. Okay, this is a topic I know nothing about. Can you explain to the listener and also to me what uh, this means? Yeah, it, and it's something I do not know for a while. And because working for plenty of time in mobile world set, 
uh, in the mobile apps world and being part of the project that is getting bigger and greater every day, it really makes me happy and certainly expect to be here because work consumes a great part of our day. But mm-hmm. the thing is that I was not aware of the terminology of branding for a long time. And after getting familiar with it, I got into and got into the topic more and more. I realized the fundamental importance of it. And before getting into what a branding is, I have done some research on the net, and this is what I got. So the numbers were like astonishing. And it says that on the Play Store there are recently 2.8 million apps out there, and as well as 2.2 million apps on the App Store. But not only that, imagine. There are lots of apps for internal usages and not running on these services. Yeah. And the crazy and other crazy big numbers I came is that there were 184 billion app downloads in 2018. And from that number, 105 billion app downloads made from apps to App Store and Play Store. And the total app usage increased to 50% between 2016 and 2018 globally. The total to around 1,350 billion user hours usage and it's crazy it does not matter if number yeah it does not matter this if this number are correct to a digit but obviously like they're enormous so knowing all this and having an idea of publishing an application can be really challenging so it happened to me many times i thought i have a revolutionary idea for a product and then search the store to see if there's such an app out there ending up realizing that not only there is an app but there are couple of apps with a great number of usage and with an awesome user rating as well. So usually I give up on that idea and while getting another and then after a while I get another idea and do the research again and end up with the same conclusion. So after a while into after a while you get in the circle of unsuccessful ideas which really can be devastating. But so despite of your role, if you're it doesn't matter if you're company owner, you are working in sales, developer, designer, you're just an individual with an awesome idea of app, you will also have to end up probably at some point of the time with with some devastating um, feelings because your app was not successful. So yeah. the thing is here where app branding comes into question. But the, the definition of app branding is so simple to explain. Uh, it's like creating a mobile application and by using a set of marketing techniques, you set a brand that visually, um, that visually and of course business-wise will be unique from all other products. And it should not be a completely new idea, but already existing product with a tendency to be better from the competitor's apps. Mm-hmm. So when I heard the term, I was thinking you write one app and then you brand the app for different maybe companies, for example. Uh, is this also called yeah. app branding? Yeah, and it is actually called application rebranding. Okay. Yeah, but to come to that point, you'll have to think of certain things previously. The first thing is don't job right into the development. So first, first thing is to do the research to mm-hmm. the market. In this part, most important is to have a clear vision who is going to use your app and why. You'll need to correctly choose the audience target. Uh, there is a trick here, which I really love it. And, and because I'm a board game lover and a fantasy lover as well, uh, I found it really interesting. And you will need to use your imagination as well. So uh, think first of a character application. Uh, th- think of your app as a character. Mm-hmm. For example, if you 
if you like to like we like to, to follow fashion trends your character should do the same so minimal style colorful style trendy colors etc so if your character should be part of the business world you'll have to dress him in a suit uh, dress him in the suit or uh, with two or two different colors add them serious look probably your character will follow some strict standards know about uh, know about numbers statistic will be conquered and clear when talking if you want your character to be child, you will add colors, movements, uh, so many shapes and objects around. Mm-hmm. So determining the preferences, their character from their style, colors, and the image they have, and the personality overall will, will reflect the mission they want to achieve. So do the same with your app. If you have a business app, you should tend to make it minimal with few colors, simple to use, and understandable with more text than images. Mm-hmm which I prefer for most of the apps, but <laughs> it does not matter. So if you want to create an app for children, then make it colorful and make it colorful and add some interesting animations like rotations, movements, like blinking and etc. With having all this covered, we have the keywords part. So next thing is how that can be done in mobile app. Mm-hmm. Next thing is to see how all this will reflect in a mobile app. So as well as having general keywords, now I will have to define the key parts in your project for achieving this. So there are styles, colors, dimensions, resources, AI images and text, general settings, application logo and application name. So there are several, like there are seven or to, to 10. And as well as if you want to add something more in there, if you're a mobile developer, for sure, then you know that when creating a new and mobile project from project create new, there will be a resource folder already created for you. And whenever it is Android, it is iOS written in any language, so it does not matter if it's Xamarin, if it's Objective C, if it's Java, Kotlin, or whenever, the folder will be there. And the most important thing here I want to put focus on is not hard coding anything in your app. And I know it happens while well, development forget something. Um, for example, you forget some strings or uh, to hard code resource link to an image or etc. But when pushing the code, it's always nice to run a few, few times to see if we forgot something um, and then fix it. Sorry, this is for the uh, rebranding of the app that you don't want to hard code anything or if, if you want to completely change the look of your app or just change parts of the look of your app. Yeah, this is when I wanted to say mm-hmm. that. So because this will help us to rebrand our app. And what I mean by rebranding our app is creating a replicas for app for our app that will represent different products as well as um, adding different modes in our app. Here is where I can explain what rebranding actually means. Mm-hmm. I would like to explain this with a couple of examples. One of the example is if you have a product that you want to sell for different companies and they are already a brand by itself, meaning they have their logo and their colors that are presenting a brand. And also, let's say you already sold your product to 100 companies. For sure, you're not going to keep copies from 100 repositories. And once a business logic change, then it's required to push that call to all those copies. So it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. What we need to do it's it's a rebranding, and afterwards I will, I will like to go to our processes to see how how that is doable without keeping all those copies. Another case is where you're going to 
where you're going to use the application branding is where you want to have if you want to have a multiple environments from from your app. So, for example, if you want to have alpha, beta, or or the production app, or I don't know internal testing app, or whenever, mm-hmm. and usually this apps are communicating with RESTful APIs and the build app is communicating and usually the build app is communicating with different API than the release app. But in any circumstances, you cannot support that in the production app. Respect, then respectively, you will have to have multiple apps running the same code, but not pointing to the same, same API. So this is also a case where you have duplicates of your API and as well as here I can put the, the famous dark mode and the famous modes of supporting uh, many colors on your on your app. So these are some scenarios well where you will need this rebranding thing. So what is actually rebranding? Having as um having multiple applications for from your original app that will look a bit differently and will represent another brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking um, it, maybe it's not only like APIs. Like if you have an an app that's supposed to just be there for my testers or just be there for for staging, then I could like exchange the app icon uh, and just have a hint in there that this is uh, this is not production or that this is just for testing, uh, something like that. Or you could, you could have something inside the app to, to like on the top right, the like clear this is the dev version and. That's also something you could do there. Yeah, and the really great case is uh, to change your, uh, for example, you'll have to change your app name. Mm-hmm. For example, if it's uh, the name of your app is, I don't know, app, then you'll have to have app, app that will be original the production, have app beta or app alpha, and that will appear as a different app with a different name in your phone. So, Right, yeah. Okay, so how do you do that in in a real project? Uh, is it like the? I can see the the worst case would be uh, you take your folder, copy everything into another folder, and then start changing the relevant stuff. Uh, a little bit less bad would be like to to do a fork of the project and just work in a separate code base. But uh, then I could also think maybe you could even have all of those different versions in within the same code base? Yeah, this is the really challenging question because uh, once I got familiar with this and once I needed to rebrand an app, I was thinking of how to do it. And first thing I thought of is, okay, I will have multiple apps and I will have one, the original one, and then forking and that create, I don't know, different branches and something like that. But the answer was no, because that's why we use the continuous delivery processes. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, I will talk uh, about Azure DevOps and App Center because those are the technologies I'm using for continuous delivery processes. But this not, it does not matter because this is supported with all other services that are around there. So if you're having an app and it's posted, it is uh, that code is running somewhere in the cl- cloud. So you have that repository on any of these services, then next thing is to have right on your project to have a folder that will be called branding. Or mm-hmm. I don't know, the for example, you can put any name that will be recognizable that after after that you will brand on that folder or or you can just use the resources folder, uh, which will, if you do not have any uh, other uh, settings that 
you'll need to manage and the only thing that you'll need to change is the logos and and if if the only thing is uh, to changing your your logos and uh, for example the colors they are already in the resource folder but you should always have some branding folder that might come afterwards if you want to change anything so having this branding folder and having a build definition from for your original uh, code on Azure DevOps mm-hmm. can easily allows you to do this rebranding stuff. And how do we do it? Usually it's good to have another repository where you, uh, you're you going to keep the resources you need to change in order to brand your app. So for mm-hmm. example, if you're having a company that is having different colors that are representing the brand and another logo, you'll have to uh, have another repository with a branding folder that will be the same name as your as the folder in your app or the resources folder, and uh, that there you put with the same uh, path with the same path you put the the changed files. So after creating that code, after having that, you'll maybe ha- you will have multiple branding folders, and they will be different for for other uh, companies or for mm-hmm. other environments as we talked previously. So by creating a copy of your build definition from your original app and by editing, what with adding a simple script task, you can achieve it. So scripts might sound really scary, but it's not like that because these scripts will be really easy. So it's an Azure DevOps script you're talking about. Yeah, it will be a task for mm-hmm. script. So it can be shell script, it can be bar script, it does not matter at all. So it's a task that it's in your build definition on Azure DevOps. And the apps, how App Center supports. Um, and a really interesting thing is that App Center has post-clone, pre-built, and post-built scripts. Pre-built scripts are the one that we are, uh, we are going to use in order to rebrand an app. Mm-hmm. So having these scripts, what, what you are going to put in these scripts is just a simple there are two, three things in here. One will be the path where your app is already. And okay. another thing will be the resource you want to change. And then the next thing is with what you're going to change. So in your build definition, you will have to pull that uh, from somewhere if, from somewhere where is that is published. So as I said, somewhere in other resource where you keep all these branding things. Okay, let me just differentiate here a little bit. Um, I, I, I believe there would be multiple ways of achieving this. What you're talking about right now, as far as I understand, is you are creating really different apps. These are completely different binaries or app bundles that get shipped to the App Store as as different apps. There would be other things you could do to, for example, um, have a rebranding within one app like you could have let's say an, an, an English app and a French app and that's something you would typically have in the same app bundle and just be able to uh, switch the app application language based on like for example the operating system setting for the language you could also have like a, a corporate branding and switch the branding at runtime for example if somebody logs in with a uh, with an account from c- customer a, then you show the logo of, of one customer, and if you sh- logs in with customer B, then you show a different logo. But right now we're talking about really completely separate app bundles, completely different binaries, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why I p- 
partially agree on that is because, uh, yeah, I agree on board that uh, you can detect something from phone. But I think is that not always, for example, the, the language example, uh, not mm-hmm. always uh, you as, for example, I pr- primary we have the Macedonian language, but I'm using the English on my phone. So yeah, uh, it does not matter where you're located, but it matters what, what you said. Right. And as well as uh, if, if you want to, yeah, the, the bundling, yeah. Okay. If it's simple, then you can do that right from, from your app. But if you if there are required uh, big modifications, then this this thing I think is really useful actually. Yeah, I mean, if the if the splash screen, for example, already has to be branded, then you you can't just do it at runtime and and switch between different logos. But I've seen other apps where the branding takes place after the initial authentication, and then then the app looks completely different depending on how you logged in yeah but you can have if you're a company then you'll want to say that okay i have an app because i pay for having an app mm-hmm. and uh, I, I do not want to use the original one so sure. it's always good to have multiple from your app to create a multiple apps and and the companies that pay for that service will have their own apps like Right, and you don't want the, the, your competitor's logo in the app bundle somewhere hidden. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We're using using Azure DevOps to just uh, create a completely new uh, like APK file or IPA file or something like that f- for for distribution to the App Store. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about so so you do pre scripts on Azure DevOps and you you do you replace things um so so basically you you have one git repository where all the source code is in yeah. and then you're on the fly you're just changing the app to be one app or the other app yeah yeah you you just only have one repository and then run the pre-built scripts so interesting thing is that i saw there is a publicly um, there is a public repository in github that contains too many scripts for for many things like for changing uh for changing the the app name for changing the app version and they're already written for you for um for multiple frameworks for for the iOS and for the Android as well and because this is this is for mobile but there are lots of scripts already written for you in for for desktop apps and also well, we as a developer can contribute to that project so interesting thing that this branding is already covered somewhere with these scripts. Okay. Do you also do feature switches? You have like features you don't want in one branding and feature features you do want in another branding? That's that's doable actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting topic for now. I do not have experience with changing uh, completely entire features, but they if you if they're developed properly and they're developed like modules where you can uh, pull from um, from your app and not in your app, it's actually quite doable. So you will have to I don't know if you're uh, routing. Um, for example, I will give an example here. For example, if we're having an activity that will represent a module and there are fragments and stuff like that, so it's an Android application, mm-hmm. uh, then by using a route where you want to... Uh, so it's that's called implicit activity. So if you're using explicit implicit activity and by telling that here on this route, I will put this code, 
and then put, push that code from, from your uh, branding resource right into your app, then you will have the completely new module in your app. And it does not, it's not in your original one or not in other apps as well. Okay. So if I think about how, how I would have done something like this, uh, I would have probably looked at like configuration management in Visual Studio, for example, where you can you have like the debug build and a, and a release build, and then you could add debug debug company A, debug company B, uh, and just have like sort of environment variables changing the the behavior or like like the hash if statements within your app. I'm wondering if if there are any limits to this or if there are things you you can do in Azure DevOps that you couldn't do that way. And I'm also wondering what the experience is like for the developer who's working on an app uh, and he, he, he writes the code and to see what it actually looks like for each customer, he would uh, basically wait for the result for DevOps, for the DevOps build to, to finish so he can see what it looks like. Is that how it works? Uh, actually, yes, it is. But if you run this code, if you run this code locally in your machine, so if you mm-hmm. uh, use a hosted machine, then uh, you can just open that folder in your right in your agent, and it's like uh, building your app from your Visual Studio, for example, if you're using an Xamarin application. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's pretty tedious process, but it's mm. tedious until it's done. So the thing is that once it's done, then it's really easy to manage this. Okay, I'm I'm thinking about if if it's really only the branding and not the functionality, then it would it might also be okay to if you have like UI tests running afterwards and you take screenshots from each of these flavors of your app, then you uh, it, it, you get an, an overview of or or you you could see all the screens and just see if it looks right or not because the functionality you shouldn't change between those apps. Yeah. Um... As I said previously, uh, here it takes a place the the settings file that you want to use. So if you do not want to mix this uh, in the same in this in the same testing uh, environment for each app, you can you can create multiple apps in there and just from from this settings file just change the the keys to to the testing service and put mm-hmm. different keys right there. So once it's built, it, it will know to reroute uh, to the correct apps where to a correct service where this uh, and app where this service should execute so okay um, how, I'm, how much of Azure DevOps do you use here do, do you actually deploy to the app store post build from DevOps or is that a manual process no it's it's right uh, it's automated as well okay so mm-hmm, that's cool. I'm guessing not all of these apps are uh, go to the App Store. You also, you also said that, that you have company enterprise apps and they're distributed through other channels. That that's also something that could happen. Yeah, the good thing here is once you have these different build definitions, then you can create you can create uh, representatively uh, as, as the same number of release definition that will represent each app. So it's easiest because it's easy because if you have to do that manually, like and you have a hundred sold products from from this product, you'll have to spend 
time for for 100 manual archiving and packaging and delivering that to the, the store. And if you have two stores, if you support 100 IOS, that number duplicates. So it's, it's a really great number to do that to do that manually. So automatically okay. releases as well. Yeah. Um, I believe at the expert day, you were talking about the other offering by Microsoft, which is App Center, which is as I see it, uh, like a lightweight version of what Azure DevOps can do, and it's only for mobile apps? Yeah. Do you think something like this would also be possible in App Center? Mm, yeah, actually, yes. H- have you done that? Yeah, as, as I said, the, the pre-built scripts are already oh, running okay. in the App Center, so you'll I have to... I got that to, mixed up. Yeah, you'll have to add just pre-built scripts. Okay, cool. So is there anything along your your automation chain or you create your code and um, it's compiled, the tests are run, then uh, maybe it's configured to the or or, uh, branded to these different versions and then it's shipped to the app store. Are there any manual steps that you're doing right now that you would like to automate in the future? So actually, the answer of this question is like, no. So if you if you will have a hundred of builds and the only thing you'll need to do is just do a click of a button from your Azure DevOps or from your App Center service. Everything's automated. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a, everything is automated and everything works just perfectly and save and saves too much time for the developers. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's so underestimated to have something like that. Some some yeah. I've I've seen customers. Um, who don't see the the value in automation, uh, and and uh, I think it's it's invaluable. It's it's so important to have all that in place and have this the setup that you have right now. Yeah, but it will be uh, better, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, always always room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to get started with this topic, where? Where could you lead them? What what do you think they should read about? Any any websites or books or anything you could recommend? Uh, the thing is that this is a really great topic uh, because it does not cover only coding. It also covers the marketing tricks, mm-hmm. so the, the the design things on how how to uh, create the logos and how to create the colors and the, that character thing I explained previously. Yeah. Uh, so that's something which has to be covered as well. So searching the net is the best thing where you can find all these things because I don't know if I have some preference to, to a book because it's not it is not a certain topic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are a variety of topics included in here. So. Well, there are DevOps books, for example, uh, or the Azure DevOps books. For, but and then there are branding books. But that's that's something where I'm I'm happy. I'm, I'm usually not involved in. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if you uh, have any links, I will put those in the show notes. So when when we publish this, that people can also find that, or or they can also find you on I, I see you recently joined Twitter and I'll, I'll link to that um, so people can get get in contact with you if they have further questions yeah <laughs> actually yeah the only the only social network I was using was LinkedIn but now I have Twitter as well as well as I have a blog post for this oh, great. for this branding and how it's doable on 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 the Azure DevOps and it covers the simple things but Yet uh, you can by those uh, having those simple things you can you can run through the 
more complex things as well. I'll make sure to link to that. Thank you very much, Stefania. Yeah. That was very interesting. <laughs> Thank you too. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye. Thanks.